0: All right, Zig coming in on the top 10 of the show, we have Timo Karolkowski of Armored Dawn. If you don't know, Armored Dawn is a Brazilian progressive metal band, and Timo is their guitarist. And this was a really fun chat we had. We really dive into, like, the kind of guitarist headspace, the struggles of the original musician coming from Finland and trying to make their way in Brazil, and uh, just the kind of normal struggles you have as a metal band being an outlier in a way, musically, that is. Timo doesn't show it, though. He's an upbeat, positive dude. Um, this conversation was our second attempt at an interview. The first time we used Zoom, and Zoom does what Zoom does and makes everything complicated, and it fell through. So I'm gracious that they were willing to talk with me again, and this is that conversation. But before we get to that, let's listen to a track. This is S.O.S. by Armor Dawn. SOS, Armored Dawn, available now on all streaming platforms. Uh, cool stuff! I definitely recommend you guys check it out and check out the live videos and the music videos as well. They're pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, so with that being uh, that being played, we're gonna jump into the conversation with Timo. If you guys can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast I'm on one of the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool guests and sharing their insights with you. And uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Timo.
1: Yeah, oh, I I can see you have a cat also.
0: Oh yeah, and there's a the cat room is actually the kind of quiet room here, so they'll be running around.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I have three of them around somewhere here, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: That's definitely the it's the musician's best
1: pet because you can go away from it. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's why no, that's why you can't have a dog. You know, no. it's difficult. Cat is much easier.
0: It's too yeah because you got you gotta let them out every so like every couple hours and you have to be yeah. there you can't be like out till like midnight and be like how you doing bud oh cool not so <laughs> <laughs> awesome man well um, to kind of jump into it like when did guitar become like your mode of expression like when did you really know that this is this
1: is my access
0: to self expression.
1: I, I think it started actually really early. I, I when I was five I started listening to all kinds of my, my dad was used to listen to some kind of all, all kinds of old tastes of so Le Chaplin and Cream. And I started listening to those so when I was five. I loved those. And when I was about I think I was six or seven, I started playing violin. Oh yeah. And I when I was a kid I played, I played I think I played like seven or eight years of violin. And but at the same time, since since five I, I was also listening to Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin. And I, I I always checked that oh well guitar might be something I really wanna do. And, and another thing, because I, you know, always like to improvise something. And with classical music, you don't improvise. You yeah. do, you play exactly how it's written, or you're out. Yeah. So I think I, think I was about 11 or 12. I decided, no, no, I, I'm gonna get the guitar, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn into guitar player now. And eventually, I quit violin completely, sadly, because you know, it would be awesome to still know how to play it. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe someday I will get back to it. I should.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's one of those. There's so much more physical, like, st- even like mu- it's interesting to think of it like musically too. You're really confined to what's written and what you're supposed to do with that that style. Um, but also like, yeah, physically, you have to like hold the violin in a very specific way. And if you really kind of alter oh, yeah. that, you know what I mean. You're it's already physically like follow the form. So that makes yeah. sense. Why... Yeah, it always has to be exact, exact
1: exactly right for yeah. Or you're doing something wrong. So, <laughs> and again, it
0: sounds—it sounds rough too, you know. A squeak on a violin, like, oh, oh
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, like, but even like, kind of tinkering with the violin w- was the ability to like, kind of like make strings say something, like something that came from that experience.
1: Yeah, definitely, and that that helped a lot when you transfer that to guitar playing because the, the moving of the fingers is basically the same, just in a different angle. Yeah. So it got to, to learn to learn to learn to play the guitar was much easier that way. And you know, since you already play music, you, every, every, everything is in your head already. So that that made that part a lot easier. And I really, really since since a kid, I you know I, I never wanted to be any athlete, play some sports, nothing. I just wanted to play basically. Yeah. So I used to, I used to sit sit alone at home and just practice, and then I go fishing or something and go back home and practice. And That's awesome. so I, I spent a lot of time alone when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Well you
0: you uh you didn't grow up in Brazil, right?
1: No no I I, I'm I'm from Finland. So I first first thirty years of my life I spent in Finland and then just 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 later I I met my wife who's from Brazil and she was still in in the college doing studying medicine, so I decided to move here. and well I'm still here, so (laughs) that worked out so
0: (laughs) So like uh, Still around. Diving into like the guitar and getting into like deep purple and like like the rock based things where you kind of like you get that mode of like part of it is like just improvising in the moment, you know, like some of the biggest yeah, guitar yeah. icons like are kind of in the moment, making it up, but they're not, you know, That they're yes. it's there, but the, the freeness and the being in there is like a big part of that experience. Um, so like, yes, that, uh, sorry.
1: That, that, that's that. I think in, in today's music, that's mo- mostly gone on, Hardly anybody does it anymore People are People tend to play Everything exactly Like it's recorded yeah. And I For some reason People like to hear that but I'm I'm old, old school So I, I You know I'd always prefer To hear somebody Improvise something Over you know The songs but I agree I That's agree. that's the way The modern life goes It it so makes, makes it much more interesting Every, every time you play Something Somehow it's A little bit different
0: And it Well it makes it real it Makes it that moment it Makes it the reason oh, I went yeah. like to see you a- Perform Absolutely right now is to hear you do that that way and like and yeah like exactly you know it's a, yeah. even like the highest like kind of pinnacle of music like if you think of like improvising it's kind of like jazz and stuff like but it's all yeah. this routine structured thing but when you see it, it's completely john coltrane and you're like what oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it's, it's completely like not even relative to what you thought you were going to hear <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> make, uh, make it more interesting that way
0: yeah 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 so like getting some of these like uh getting some of these rock things down like where were you mostly like kind of like uh practicing writing your own stuff or were you mostly kind of like learning other people's like phrases and licks too eventually like when you f- like dove into like the deep purple and like the cream and like uh to get away from that kind of classical routineness where you like Working on that self-expression in that way. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I did, yeah, I, I did kind of a mix of both. But I was always, always kind of lazy to learn entire songs. So I always learned a part of one song, and oh no then I moved to the next song. I start learning some breeze from the other song, and then some part of solo from a third song. And you no, know, I was, especially when I was a kid, I was, I was, you know, I, I, I didn't have patience to learn the whole song <laughs> by ear. So I, I ah, no, let's go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it, it kind of, I, I think it kind of helped because. You know, when you don't learn the whole song, you know, you don't start copying anybody exactly because you, you know, get influenced on everybody that you, you have more time to learn more songs from more people, you know. Yeah. So you definitely. don't just copy one person. Definitely. So, you you know, the spectrum is much wider that way. You learn a lo- lo- lot of other stuff. And it's like. <laughs> it you... keeps things more interesting.
0: Yeah. And it's like you, you can really focus on like a nugget from like that. Richie Blackmore, like, you can take one lick of his and yeah. like, make it your own and, like, really understand that thinking and that one part,
1: you know, you can really dive into it. Exactly.
0: And I was the same way too. Yeah, like and, and, one,
1: one, yeah. Yeah. and, and one, one, one thing that also was interesting, I, I remember when I was a kid, I was, I had a teacher that was an old chess old player, I think he was, yeah. like, 70 something already, and he, has, he said he had been playing almost 60 years, and he was still learning everything every every day, and he he said one thing interesting that I started doing that when when you learn the song from the others, you know, don't just learn the guitar part. Start listening to you like if you listen to any any pop music, there's some you know trumpet something some other instrument. Try to learn those parts with the guitar. So that that's really helpful. That really develops your you know skills. Don't just play the guitar part. Try to learn the other parts also with the guitar. So that's cool. That's 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 really interesting and that's you know that's really helpful in the. Understanding the structure of the songs,
0: definitely, definitely, because if you, you know, you, you yeah. play in a different way. Like a horn player is, gonna oh yeah, breathe and phrase differently than a guitar player would, just physically. Who is a who is a jazz cat Exactly. You're with who is that guy?
1: Oh, it was it was n- nobody famous. It was just a old jazz guitar player from Finland, and you know, it was in a music school where I used to study, and yeah, okay. he was he was really. That definitely really helped to educate people. So, no, I learned a lot of those those
0: days. Wow, like that's, but that's those are the guys that like they plant those nuggets and those come through later. So, okay, so diving into like yeah. getting this stuff down and expanding your listening, like, was there a song in particular where you really dove into like trying to learn the other parts
1: via his recommendation? Uh, not not nothing specific. I I, I basically. Learned a lot, lot, from jazz, jazz players, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of interesting, interesting parts. More, more commercials, not, not uh, all, all kind of fusion stuff, because that's, uh, especially yeah. for beginners. There's lots of stuff really difficult to understand what the hell they're doing there. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> <all> old oh, music. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: So, like, when did when did you start writing your own music and like started like diving into like trying to make a band?
1: That, I think, started around when I was about 14, 15.
0: Okay.
1: It was I, started, a- I started trying on songs, more, 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 mostly the, the, the Deep Purple kind of, that, that area.
0: Okay,
1: okay. You know, I think I think it was 16, 17, so I got my first band and band together, and that never really went anywhere, but, you know, we, we tried hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the first band that we really managed to get, get to start playing shows, I think I was maybe maybe around 21. Okay. You know, then we had everything, we had guitar, bass, drums, and guy, guy, people there with real Hammond B3 and, so you know, real, real, things <laughs> heavy as hell to carry yeah, around, yeah, that, but you know,
0: <laughs> that guy was breaking his back <laughs> or all you collectively yeah. were breaking your
1: backs. <laughs> yeah, all, all of us. <laughs> wow. So like
0: when you would, uh, when you would gig, were you playing like original gigs or were you doing the, like the cover gigs where you would go in and do like four hours of like, uh, cover music to the bar? Like what was like the kind of beginning gigs like?
1: It was it's mo- most mostly our own songs because you know okay. it, especially at that time in 80s, eighties, nineties in Finland, uh the, the cover band scene was never that big. You know, okay. if you have a have a cover band, it was like ten people. Because people really evaluated the bands who write their own material. So there was bands who write their own music, they that time they got a lot more a lot, a lot bigger pop public than you know, cover cover bands. And, that's so the cover awesome. bands were not that big that long. that was awesome. These days, sadly, I think it's ca- kind of changed. So a lot of people like the cover bands.
0: I definitely. But yeah, you're right.
1: But, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, is it the same? Do you think it's the same in Finland now? Like, the cover bands are getting more.
1: The, the, there's, I think there are cover, cover yeah. a lot of bands writing their own material. So I think still still. Still, people like to like to you know they they value a lot of bands who write their own material. So that's why there's lots of bands from Finland coming out these last years.
0: That's awesome. It's interesting, like because like here in America, it's like if you don't do like the cover, if you don't do the thing everyone's expecting, it's kind of like what's going on. It takes a long, yeah. long, long time before anyone cares
1: what you wrote.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got the small that's, little clubs exactly. and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly the same thing here in Brazil yeah. people just want to see cover bands
0: that's interesting
1: like- there's a lot of co- you know. Uh, it, it's kind of kind of sad you see bands that have like three four albums out they go to some band to play and they are opening show for some iron Man cover band
0: yeah is it like, so, is it like a, <laughs> that's kind of
1: weird but
0: um it's like the, the, the cover is it like a lot of like kind of like tradition because like with Brazil man especially with guitar. Man, there's some amazing yeah. guitar going on in Brazil, man. There's, a, like, that whole style. Have you ever dove into that? Like, I know it's out of the metal kind I, of I, I, realm, but...
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah? Yeah, I, I try some. The other guitar player, Tiago, he's really good in all this. He plays all kinds of ch- chassis things and this, everything. I think it's more into bossa nova and stuff. That kind kind of chassis, and that's what, it's really complicated to play. And, you know, I think you really have to be born, born <laughs> to keep the listeners that to get it really in your head, to play it right, but I sometimes try to play something that, but that's acoustic guitar, but you know, I, I, I tend to stick more to the rock and roll side of things. But, but what, what's good thing about, especially Brazil, I think many countries in South America, the drummers and percussionists, they are really good. They have kind of different vibe, you know, than like in Europe, because you hear like a German drummer, they play like a, like a metron, that's like a machine. But here, you know, everything, everything, when the trumpets play, they have a more swing, you know, kind of, kind of understand better the rhythm. They're not like just straight like the machines. Got it. OK, well, that's fascinating. Yeah, some, some them. yeah they somehow have to rhythm in their soul, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, like, especially with like rhythms of like just in any different culture. It's like, uh, like coming from a place where everything's in four. It's so simple, you know, but yeah. you go somewhere else and they're like, I can't get into that. Feel you know, <laughs> like in like something like bossa nova or anything like that. It's such like they like, especially with like the chord changes that go, go on top of that. Like they're pretty complicated yeah. and quick, but they're always in that. to You know, like uh, it yeah. seems they make it seem so flawless and easy, and it's a smooth music. Oh, like, yeah, but when you try to like, <laughs> put it on the click, and you're like,
1: somehow, somehow. Yeah, you, I mean, you played the right note, but it still always sounds wrong right. somehow. Yeah. You don't...
0: <laughs> but that's also, like, the beauty of kind of immersing yourself in it. Because I bet, like, I bet kind of, like, playing in the scene in, like, Brazil, you've picked up stuff
1: that you wouldn't have, would you say? Yeah.
0: Yeah? Like what? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I think from here, I think my, my sense of the rhythm is getting slightly different. Because, you know... I, since i spent 30 years in europe i i I was also like more 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 sticking to the metro with the four by four thing and now now i'm more i think i'm playing more freely like trying to slowly get into the rhythm but i i'm not sure if i ever get onto the level of the these local guys because these are they're really good you know what they're doing
0: that's awesome it's interesting you know also like kind of metal itself is kind of like uh to the click to the beat thing and that's like yeah. that's what's so like appealing and cool about it like it, it fits that structure and just like is pfft, you oh, yeah. know what i mean like so you yeah. kind of do something where you
1: <laughs> Yeah follow the bass drum follow the bass drum
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they do something that's off it you know it's like a whole another like plane of feel um yeah so when you when you started in Brazil i know you met you met your keyboardist first right yeah. So, like, how did you guys? Yes. How did you guys meet? Were you doing like original gigs as well, or were you doing like cover gigs? How did that come about?
1: Yeah, we, we both had a di- were in the different bands. We were playing original, original, original songs, so we always met in the bars playing okay. together. Because here usually usually normally place alone in the bars they join like four or five bands together. Like I think Islam in in USA is the same these days. Because you know just one band don't draw yeah. enough <laughs> enough crowd. To- so you joined four or five bands so here it was all, all a little long time ago like that and yeah so we always get meeting in, in ours, my band and his band and we always figured that oh, no, we have to do something together because you know i'm old school and he was always a big fan kind of deep purple also and he like hammond and old school stuff and you know when he joined armored dawn he joined before me i think about like one year before me and then, then one day they were needing a guitar player. Actually, I, actually, I think the singer had an idea. That they would try, try, try to make the sound, sound a little bit more European because he liked, liked that kind of music. Then the keyboard player, Rafael, he remembered, that, oh, yeah, I, I know a guy who's actually from Finland and plays guitar. So let's call him okay. and see if he would be interesting. So, what's the better way to try the band to sound like, a like European than to get the European to play in the band? So <laughs> that's how he called me. <laughs> then I joined them and... Eight years here yeah. we see
0: are. Okay, that's awesome. That's like you know, just to find anyone who wants to do the same type of musical expression that you are really moved by is so hard in anywhere, you oh, know, and like, yeah, especially when it's original and you're like, hey, we're gonna go uh, do our own music, it's all gonna be uphill, we're gonna make no money, we're gonna be really tired, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's a hard sell for anybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, but eventually, you know, it pays off and like, but that's it. So, okay. So like what, when those early, like first get togethers, like you guys were playing and they wanted to get that, that sound. Um, did they have music written already and they showed you parts or did you come in like showing them parts?
1: Yeah, actually when, when I joined, they had the, all, every, all the songs for the first album was, have been written already. Oh, okay. So we, we decided to be rewrote some part, we put added some, different riffs there but basically, basically it was all the same we just we went to Europe we actually recorded in Denmark
0: oh wow
1: in a, in a studio let's try to sound it more European so we went to the we went there studio tried to do everything old school and used real hammond every, everything you know old school and the result was really good but the, the sound wise I like it but the, the songs because you know they were older already so that was really not the band actually writing them so it was it, it came up more in the second album when we really had more more time to write all the songs together, and then it turned a little bit heavier, and you know, then then we managed to join the band together, and all all all, all bring their own ideas, and when we joined everything together, and since then the second and third and the fourth album, that's all, all been done the same way.
0: But okay, well, I always it's like it's interesting because like if it's kind of like the brainchild of someone else, right? Like you're that first few like stages musically is always kind of like feeling how all these parts, are they going to stay? Are they going to stick, you know? And then
2: like
0: (laughs) going through the discography, that like makes sense. Like listening through um, everything I could find on you guys. Um, And like, so, okay. So when that, when that, the initial like session went, you did the parts, you played the, uh, the already Composed material, when it became time to, like, put stuff together as a group, was it kind of, like, building off, like, seeds that um, were already there? Like, did someone bring, did, would you bring, it, like, a riff, and, like, that would grow, or would, like, like, kind of typically, what was the Armored Dawn, like, approach to bringing a tune to the group?
1: It was that there's some songs that one some guy did alone, but most most of them we did exactly this way. Somebody guy, somebody brings a piece of melody, some rhythm, some some, some drum, you know, some, some drum turns or something, and or a guitar riff or anything, and then we join everybody in the studio and start start checking what we could do. You know, we, we start doing demos in the beginning because we have a we are we have our own recording studio kind of, so we manage to record everything we think of. So whenever we have idea, we record it. And then we keep listening to it. We go home and listen. Oh, this, this, maybe this we could change, or somebody else has a better idea. And we go back to the studio and change it until everybody's happy with it. Or actually, actually, more, more like until we figure that, oh, we've been doing <laughs> two months this one. So let's finish it off today. Let's <laughs> decide this is going to be it. Because, you know, <laughs> when it's too easy to change something, you're never happy. You always, yeah. always find something else you could do better. So unless you have put yourself some kind of limit. though until this date, this must be ready. So that's never going to finish. definitely. No, so, but that, that way, we, we did all the songs.
0: Okay. All right. So that, that's really cool. That's cool that you have this like this outlet where you can go in and be like as meticulous and like as like driven yes. to bring something home as you want. But I think that what you just said, like, oh yeah. to put the to put the nail on the on the on the coffin or whatever, the head oh, yeah. down, be like that, oh, it's done, It's such a hard thing to do. That,
1: Oh yeah, and that that that's important. If you don't do it, yeah. you'll be the one year writing one song.
0: <laughs> is
1: that You're that, never gonna finish.
0: <laughs> is that like so? Is that um? Is that kind of why like uh? Because I saw one of the last releases was a remix. Um, is that yeah. also like why why that some of the remixing is happened because of like you guys got better tech or just like a different idea and it panned out cool enough where we have to do that like. Uh,
1: Oh, it, it, it was actually because we had extra time and we started experimenting with some uh, some lower tuning. So we tune it down a little bit. Oh yeah. And we figured, oh, this sounds a little bit heavy, a little bit heavier. And but no, now it's now the other part. Maybe sound that good. So let's let do it again and down down tune it slightly, maybe one 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 step or half step, and then do it again and try to make it oh, okay. a little bit heavier. I, I, yeah. plus, plus, besides, because I I think the songs that we are now. We did. I think we did two songs now. Those are those were written like three, four years ago. So we've been playing that for three years. So everybody learned better that <laughs> song. So uh, yeah. now, now it just sounds better when you play it. Yeah.
0: You know. so, will you drop tune it too? Like, so if you're going half step down, when are you going half step down from? Is it just like? Oh, e we, we actually.
1: Yeah, we start we start from E flat, but then we went one step down, and now now, now there's some songs that. Some songs that were experiment, we went two steps down, and you know that that we partial partial we did that like every band now does. does because the singer starts getting a little bit older, and he has having problem to reach the higher notes. So to make his life easier, we start you know tuning everything down slightly. That's cool. But then it's kind of kind of kind of, kind of it's you know this it seems that all the bands they play more in the lower lower tuning, so it's kind of, kind of sounds more modern. Got it. Okay. And the people really seem to like that. So you know, let's let's try to do that that kind of stuff. To, to, to me, like like for us, we play. It so I, I don't care so much in what tuning it, except that you know, in, in the beginning, well, of course, you're in your head, you get used to some tuning, and then you play exactly the same thing one step down. It Sounds wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, takes
1: yeah. takes some time takes some time to get used to it. <laughs> even you do it, even you do exactly same thing you've been doing for four years. <laughs>
0: It totally does. It's 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 also strange. Like as a singer, like I could totally like, oh, like that sounds awesome. Like let's bring that A down to yeah. G. Let's bring that G down to F sharp. Come on, I got that all. Oh time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, you know, and like, it's it's cool that the the kind of metal genre like that l- lends itself to that. You know, like because yeah. it sounds heavier, it sounds right. and lower you go. But as yeah. a guitar player, like when you start to drop it down, like I just started playing a, a baritone guitar. We got one from a yeah. actually a trash. Some dude trashed it, like gave it a chuck, and uh, me and my dad repaired it, <laughs> right? And like uh, it's it's weird to be like playing an A in the mind, but a uh, oh an yeah, <laughs> e, an E on the guitar. <laughs> you know like it's just conceptually like i'm still playing a but i'm not you know it's so weird that yes. almost some of that kind of like perception of pitch is like a mental thing like like oh yeah absolutely especially when you play it you know but like so tuning down have you found like any like like uh techniques that are easier or
1: more difficult via doing that uh, to me actually I think technically n- nothing changed so dramatically it's just just to uh, just get used it in your head okay. but really because uh, I think that, that's a, that's the biggest biggest problem for me that was by you know technically by playing I think I didn't I didn't see any any big differences
0: okay cool yeah because like I don't know if sometimes I think like when it's lower like you can you can get like a deeper kind of jab a little bit like you get a little bit like, yeah. and also if you change the string gauge bit, like that, dev- that definitely makes it a little rougher. The like really kind of oh yeah, end yeah. up yeah. Or like kind of like do some like sixteenth like trills or whatever, <laughs> whatever you know. What I mean like little things <laughs> like that get to be a little more challenging. Yeah. But like that's okay. But the, okay, so like the remixing is coming from that. That's cool because then because as soon as yeah. you play something more as a unit, like it develops its own thing, and like it seems yeah. like that is been kind of like what you guys have done since the first record then like it slowly the yeah. band became its own thing okay
1: very cool yes very exactly cool. Um, it's kind of like an old, old school thing to do because you know in the in the old days it wasn't so easy like today today everybody stayed at home in front of their computer and write things and then you send you know send yeah. the files to the others and people add things and then you join everything together so a lot of people do that now but I I prefer to join the band in the same room and you know Whatever you want to comment on something it's easier when the guy is writing standing right in front of you than, you know through the internet so
0: definitely I, I prefer it that way yeah yeah well it's real and it's you're making something together you know it's not like yeah. it's not probably a uh, play- to- the click copy paste you know <laughs> which is great yeah. sometimes <laughs> don't get me wrong I love the, I love if I don't <laughs> if there's some takes where you start grinding your head up against the wall and you got the idea down let's come back to it later for sure. But, oh yeah, um, <laughs> But there's something <laughs> So much more organic about that And something so much more pure About what you're yeah. doing And I think that shows via the records um, So like yeah. As you guys started to write your own stuff And like was like I don't know much about like The Brazilian metal scene Or music scene really Like is it Was it as difficult like
1: You know you have a You have a Event you know, in their own songs maybe there's 50 people you know people don't really go unless they really know the band so well, most of uh, most of the brazilian bands are actually there's not so many many brazilian metal bands that ever made any success that they, they did that after after they managed to do something abroad first like like sepultura no nobody here care about that until they start playing in usa in europe japan everywhere so then people start start paying more attention but but on, on the other, other hand i think at least at least it used to be like when I was still in Finland, like there's bands like Stratovarius. That was the I think it was the first, like a big, bigger band that managed to get out of Finland. So I think they had like three albums out already and they were still playing for 30, 40 people in the bars in Finland. Until today, they sold 70,000 albums in Japan and hired the ex keyboard player of Ingbe Mamsted to the band. That's when they went out. Then Finnish people started going, Oh, yeah, I always loved this band. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> As soon as you get the that one Ooh, I get The crowd's going Yeah <laughs> They have some German drummer And the key pop So now Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I love this band <laughs> That really helped them a lot So that's what got Got the band going okay. But that for Them took like Four albums to do
0: That's interesting That like Kind of like Um the idea, like that, you're out doing things in different countries, like kind of makes you bigger at home. Yeah. Even like when you're like going out and you're yeah. like playing like the small rooms to nobody, <laughs> like <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, uh, is it, the yeah. pers- the perception that you're like you're going out on inventuring is almost more appealing yeah. than like, but it's weird that it's more appealing. Yeah. yeah. At home base, you know what I mean, and like yeah. it's interesting. For- for- sorry.
1: It, for some reason, it kind of makes you look like a bigger band than you actually are. Yeah. I think it was somebody from somebody from Kiss used to say, I think in the beginning, nobody knew them, but they had a huge wall of amplifiers. They tried to, try to make themselves look bigger than they actually were. And that's helped them to rise up. Because people start paying more attention. Oh, this band must be huge. They have a huge wall of Marsa. So what the hell is this? <laughs> I never heard of them, but this, they must be famous. No, I think they kind of work the same way when bands go abroad playing. Oh, they they are touring in the USA. Oh, they must be huge. Yeah. You yeah. know.
0: Well, uh, there, there's entertainment in the, like, the kind of character aspect of it, I guess, which I think, yeah. I think the KISS uh, point you brought up really illustrates that. Not all those amps yeah. were, like, had speakers in them, but like, you know what I mean? like. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one mic on that amp, but there's a wall of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, nowadays it's team of worse you have a huge wall of Marsas and there's no microphones now <laughs> then they have a camper behind the wall of amps. but <laughs> everything goes straight from camper to the PA so
0: um and like it's interesting too, like in Finland like it's like th- not that they have to go anywhere, but as soon as people go to them, you know, it's almost the opposite in a way. Like, oh, the Yingwang guy, he he came in, like their keyboard player came in. Now, like, oh, you're hanging with cool people. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. It makes you makes you makes you more cool when you hang out with cool people, right? Apparently, but definitely, it, it's it
0: as a band. Like, you guys see all this, and it's like, what do we do? You know, like. And do you like, as far as like a band, like have you guys ever like brought that up, like how like to find ways, to, like do that type of thing? Like, have you ever brought other people in or thought about or had conversations like this with the crew to try to like like dive into that type of approach?
1: Yeah, we would think to think about actually in the, before the pandemic started, we had set some plans to you know get some other like like a, like get some more famous singer. Tour with us, you know, we could be the backing band and join them, and then he could sing some or our songs together with us, and you know, yeah, make some shows, American, make some songs in USA, Europe, and you know, just get one guy to you know join join us, you not know, temp- lot, you know, I mean, I mean, play his songs like five, six, seven songs so he sees and he plays would play like two, three, four songs of ours, and rest would be normal. So that that would you know really draw attention of the people. Yeah, but then side so the pandemic. Went to hell (laughs) But we're still going to do it someday
0: Yeah, that definitely That definitely stopped any Leaving anywhere (laughs) Yeah Uh,
1: Yeah, we had like We had uh, In 2020 We had like 70 shows booked And we managed to do the first five And then the world stopped
0: Yeah God Um, Like like five's pretty good to get in (laughs) Yeah (laughs) I think we the last it was weird. The last gig we played before the shutdown, we played in New York and drove back. And that week, everyone was like, "Hey, the world's shutting down." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, did um. <laughs> so, like, with that, one thing that was interesting here is uh, a lot of the venues would do stream shows where they would bring bands into the venue and they would kind of like try to collect donations. Yes, yeah. did uh, that happen in Brazil?
1: Yeah. They, they they tried to do that, in the, but but you know it 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 wasn't financially you know didn't make any sense for them. They didn't manage to make any money. Nobody made any money with that, so they basically yeah. quit. And and here basically quite fast people know that oh I can pay like five dollars to see this band do the live thing here. Oh I can just go to YouTube and check another show of them for free. Why i gonna pay? Yeah,
0: and the YouTube <laughs> one doesn't that, lag. <laughs>
1: Yeah. They also did, I think one or two shows, some, something they did in the stadium that, you know, everybody went there with their car. You know, like a, like a drive-in movie oh, yeah. they used to have. long yeah, yeah, long time. So you to do it the same way. You got your, you listen to everything, Bluetooth, through your headphones in the car, but, you know, that's, <laughs> it's not the same thing. And see band there somewhere in, you know, far away playing, so that didn't work out. Plus, that way they didn't get so many people there, so the costs were too expensive, so it wasn't worth of doing anymore. Did you guys do? Oh, any? Then
0: yeah. Did you guys do any any of the streams or any of the the drive-in shows?
1: No, no, we didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> we didn't start start doing that. Yet.
0: A lot, of, like it was. It's hard. It was hard. Like I found myself doing a lot of streaming with the venues. Like me and a buddy had like a little production company, and we would just get headaches, being like, "It doesn't work." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so being on both ends of it. <laughs>
1: Um, it's kind of, kind of, kind of desperation. I have to try to do something because you know, yeah. you no, know, nobody knew when, things gonna, you know, when, when the hell it's gonna finish. If, if you knew that it's gonna finish oh, in three months, that's over. So that would be cool. But nobody knew what's gonna happen in you know next week, next month, next year. That was the, that was the, I think, the biggest problem of everything. Nobody knew when it's gonna finish.
0: Right. Did um. Uh. What, so like when when that all kind of came down, what I what I had to do for myself is I just made a schedule. And, like, I would wake up, I would Mm -hmm. do this, I would practice this, I would learn this, I would spend an hour writing, and, like, it'd be 4 o'clock, and then do whatever. Like, that really kind of, like, made my brain, like, handle that time easy. Like, to the point where, like, where I started going back to work and teaching again, it was kind of like, I'm wasting all this time, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, what did, (laughs) during that, what did you find worked for you?
1: Oh, we did basically the same thing, we were still in the studio, we, we were trying to do some, you know, some, some, uh, what was the name, chinos for the, you know, TV, TV commercial something, you know, because oh, okay. we, the, our, our studio, our studio was, was in a bigger complex that has like, I think four or five other students and there was two guys that with their job, they were recording the just for TV and radio. Oh,
0: yeah?
1: So they were always need, was needing somebody to, oh, can you come to play some part of the guitar? We need some things in the drums here, so can somebody come to help? So. That help us a little bit to, you know, get some money to survive the pandemic.
0: That's awesome.
1: I to do mean, that kind of stuff. Man. But plus it's educational. You know, it's always good to do something different. Right. You always learn something.
0: Like, and it's interesting, like, because that's basically all hook. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're working on a jingle, it's yeah. got to be like, it's got to be like, sell the thing, get the people listening to the thing. Like, and is it's just a musical exercise. <laughs> I imagine that'd be like, and it stylistically has to be all over the map. Like... Do you do you guys do that oh, yeah. a lot? Do you find yourself in that room a lot, or was that mostly just during the pandemic?
1: Well, mostly the pandemic. So now we are not, not doing that anymore. Occasionally, okay, we still do that. So yeah, but most mostly most during the pandemic, we were more busy doing that. Now, now we try to now we try to do other, now now we try to do other things. We stay busy with the band. We are also few of us. The, the other guitar play. He's a teacher also, so he teaches. So I, I have a few students. I'm not really a teacher. I'm oh. not really that good. You know, I, I, I know how to play, but uh, I, I was never a teacher, so I kind of try to teach. And when the when the kids when they get to a certain level, I send them to you know school or something. Go there, learn to learn to learn, learn everything right way, and you know.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I can point you to right direction, but th- those those guys are gonna really teach you. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's different things to know for you and know to how to teach other people to do the things. It's it's a different kind of talent.
0: I I agree. Like, and well, just knowing that this is the like one. I think that as a student, knowing that this person I started working with thinks I'm ready for a higher level thing, I think that's a huge compliment you can give them. You know, and on your end, like knowing that okay, if they want to, like that's a like that's a really deep thought, like higher level way of handling like you're moved on, like because like a lot of a lot of anything with music is just like how do I get my fingers moving to make it fun? Okay, cool. Now it's fun. Yeah. And like, I'm going rapid. I'm learning all these different bits and trying to make my own thing. And then like, it it hits like a certain point where you're like, oh, I really need to rethink what I'm doing. I'm not doing as good. You know what I mean? Like everyone kind of hits that wall where they like, they try to do the gig and like something, (laughs) something just goes wrong. And like, then you (laughs) re-examine, but you've had so much fun learning it. You're already in it. And you don't want to do anything else. Oh yeah. What well, did you ever experience Absolutely. like that? What was your What was your like? Uh, I just going to the grind after like a failed performance or something.
1: Uh, some, sometimes what what happens actually happens normally around once once a year. You know, I yeah? when you've been one year late, uh, more more you know high end complex things, then you have to play something really basic and <laughs> oh what the hell? Uh... How the hell it is how the hell I'm gonna play this? Can yeah. you go back to the basic books, the first book that you studied. Oh, this the book number one. Oh, we start again. Let's start. Let you know. Let's let's go back to the basics and relearn everything. And <laughs> sometimes, yeah. sometimes you Sometimes you start start forgetting the basics. Yeah. And that's you know it, it happens because actually there's lots of things that you don't use them every day, so then you forget how to do it. So sometimes it's good to go back to the uh, really basic, son. Re- re- start to check if you really, really know everything. When you think you know everything, you re- usually don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. When you think you do, that's when you're slipping. But also, it's like the basic yeah. things that are kind of like when, when you first base, the, the, like basic things are like kind of rhythms and like those apply to everything in yeah. music, you know, and like going back and revisiting those are the most kind of potent things because you find that in the complicated and the easy oh, yeah. things, you know, like, and the the idea of the beginner's mind is always like a refreshing, good place to be for any creative endeavor. I think that's well said.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And and there's there's a lot lots of kids. They actually the one I learned the bass. They you know they wanna oh wanna to be Steve White. They just they spend like ninety percent of the time time like, trying to learn solos. Yeah. Then you then you have to tell oh yeah, but yeah, listen to some songs. The solo is like five percent of the songs. So you're <laughs> gonna play it ninety percent time? If you don't know how to play the rest, you never play in a band. Right. You know that's the basics we first learn. Otherwise, you never got to be a musician.
0: And th- no, that's that's also well said. Like so much of the flash and so yeah. much of the thing that makes you drawn to the thing is the smallest percent of the song, and, oh, yeah. and playing as a unit is the whole the whole thing. And like <laughs> exactly. Uh, definitely... <laughs> if you don't manage. <laughs> That's definitely the the lesson we all learned pretty quick, dude. You're soloing the whole time. I need you to play the chord. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <laughs> wow, That's awesome, well, Timo. What uh,
0: what does Armor Don got coming
1: out next? What do you guys got on the horizon? We are we are gonna actually, actually we need to cover some of. I forgot the name. Actually, I forgot the name of the song, but one old song of Johnny Cash. We yeah? did kind of a heavier version. Of- Release that maybe next month. Oh, we are mixing sure. it now, so we're gonna. That's be out like still this year, surely. But I think we we try to get it out before Christmas, and then I think maybe we're gonna still re- release maybe one more song from the album, and I assume around April. Uh, I think in the end of March, most likely we're gonna release the whole album, the fourth album of the band. And after that, the plan is to start touring. So we are trying to book dates in USA and Europe and try to get the band back on the road again. You know, playing the studio and playing trans, but the, the, you know, the reason why we play in a band is because we want to travel, we want to play everywhere for right. people. You know, that's, that that's the reason to be in a band. So, that's what we really want to get back into doing.
0: Beautiful. Well, I hope I hope to catch you guys in Cleveland when you guys hit the states.
1: Would be awesome.
0: And well, hey Timo, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me. This was a fun music guitar head dive. I really appreciate your insight. <laughs> Um, I really dug diving into Armor Dawn's career and I really appreciate the second the second take on this interview.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me here again. Awesome.
2: Yo, Spike Spiegel here. You just listened to Zig at the Gig podcast. Keep riding the bebop. See you, Space Cowboy. Bang.